Welcome to part four of, of a five-part playlist about stress, trauma, well-being, life balance, and everything else like that with Susie Parkas, who's a performance uh, mentor and well-being expert. Today, we're going to be talking about stress and trauma and uh, how this affects your emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. So, Susie, let's start there. Uh, you've had a lot of experiences in your life which have informed what you do and it's made you somewhat of an expert in this field so uh, talk to us about stress. Okay Um, well they say stress is a killer you know and it's a term that's thrown around quite a lot and I think until you've experienced a stress overload you don't actually realise the full extent of how it can compromise you as a person so whether that's cognitively and um, mentally your sleep the demise of your physical ability and and just like at a soul level you know how you feel as a person and 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 who you are as an individual because when we're stressed everything's just an overload to the point that it affects your hormones it causes your body to tense up you know when you see people and their shoulders are rising and they're kind of like stooped over like the hunchback of Notre Dame that's not their posture that's their stress that is causing everything to just tense up and as it tense up tenses up we become you know like this little hedgehog that just goes you know more and more into itself because we're actually looking to protect ourselves and um Interestingly, as you said, through my own experiences, I've learned that stress, which predominantly goes, by the way, into our neck, in, into our shoulders. I won't go into the body parts because some people might not know. But, you know, across the shoulders at the top, into the neck and a bit into the back. Well, that's obviously all your spinal cord and, and everything. And a lot of people don't know this, but your oxygen levels can be compromised when you're in that stress tense state, you actually get a reduction of oxygen to the brain. But obviously, we know what that does. It affects obviously your eyesight and everything that's going on inside the head and, and how we're operating as a person. And then, from a, a hormonal point of view, if you're stressed, then all your hormones get compromised too because they're, you know, all that stuff is traveling up and down your spine. And because of that tension, we're now not operating properly. So, whether it's your you know, the, the ladies' hormones or the male hormones, that all gets compromised. No one realises that what's going on at the top of the body can affect what's going on down at the bottom of the body. And also just everything to do with, um, you know, cortisol levels and our ability to, you know, digest food properly. It, it all is compromised because as a person, we're an ecosystem. So when you think about, you know, going to the gym as an example, and we go, we want to get bigger biceps. So we just train our arms and we just focus there. But when we're looking to be operating fully as a human being, we have to look at the whole ecosystem because, you know, if your stomach's not working properly, which, which by the way, is the third brain. So you've got the brain, obviously, which is in your head, one in your heart and one in your stomach. And if you're a sensitive person, then the brain that gets affected the most is your stomach. And it creates things like leaky gut syndrome, which means that when you eat, food particles actually go off into the bloodstream and you have malabsorption. Now, if you've got malabsorption, then you're not getting all the vitamins and minerals you need to operate properly. And it's basically like driving a car on fumes. So hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea, you know, in terms of an ecosystem, how stress has this far reaching effect. And obviously we need sleep and good sleep in order to recover because that's how our cells sort of you know rejuvenate themselves overnight and um if we don't sleep then we age quicker and and things break down now in terms of trauma um the way that i best explain this to people is 
as a child, so whether you've got children or not, um, you look at children and they're these bright-eyed, bushy-tailed little beings that are completely unaffected by life. They're full of wonderment and, you know, they're tomboys, tom girls, and, and they'll just have a go at anything. And then as life happens, we have these experiences. And the way I see it is this. When we walk down the beach and we leave our footprints in the sand, we can see someone has been walking there. But then as the sea comes into the shore, it washes those footprints away. And you'd never know who walked on the beach before you. But as people, when we have these traumatic experiences, I feel that they stick to you like little footprints. And if we don't take it upon ourselves to deal with them and basically wash them away, what happens is these footprints, they just stack up and stack up to the point that our light, so that, you know, that childlike person, you know, being um, that was emitting all that light, our light is now, you know, being trapped inside of us because of all these footprints and we become darker and heavier and burdened and stressed and unable to cope on an emotional, physical and spiritual level. And we need to take responsibility for dealing with those traumatic events um, that have left those footprints. But just like I said in the previous episode, sometimes we don't know what those traumas are. We seem to be moving into the territory of possible uh, hypnotherapy and uh, things like that, where often this is how people dig up traumatic experiences from their past and how it informs their behavior in the future does that sound like something that you've you've ever experienced you've ever um been a part of i've actually never had hypnotherapy um and potentially you're thinking about regression uh, maybe because going into a regression session depending on who it's being facilitated by you can pinpoint certain events However, what's really amazing is there are certain facilitators out there who, through doing certain techniques, can actually find the events without you having to do much, which I feel is much better because it doesn't bring that trauma back to your awareness again. So um, in one of the previous sessions, I, I said to you, you have to be careful who you work with. So I did a therapy. Um, it turns out that person wasn't really qualified in it and it put me back in a very bad state and back into that exact event and I was experiencing those feelings and emotions all over again and it was a very emotional and physical thing that I experienced so you do have to be very careful um as I said and um I don't say that lightly and hypnotherapy isn't always the thing it's it's understanding I think where you're at as a person what you're experiencing um, doing your homework because there are a multitude of therapies out there that look and feel the same and they're not um, and also the the level of skill and time that that person has been qualified for is a huge contributing factor to the success of your development. Coming on to the last thing in this section it was from the notes that um, you sent through about what we're going to talk about and I'd just like to pick up on a phrase that you um, mm. you uh you wrote down and sent through <clears throat> excuse me so you said when life gives you lemons uh make lemonade how can you see this as a blessing rather than a curse okay great question and <laughs> thanks for reminding me um the reason I say that I think is because when I had my car accident like most people because I am human I went into victim mode and I went into anger about the whole thing and how it just totally affected my life but hopefully you know 
between the first episode and now, you'll see that I'm very positive and I'm very happy and and I'm okay with it because really when I think about where I was as a person back then and you know, I mean, it's a long story how I ended up doing the dating stuff, but it was almost by default, not through choice. And I was running, you know, crazy patterns and my work-life balance was off and all these compromises that were going on. I feel that actually my accident was a life intervention that made me put on the brakes figuratively and physically. Um, And then I had to have this sort of reprieve and this MOT and and everything else and removing of the footprints and what have you so that I could actually reemerge as a better version of myself who's more aware less troubled more knowledge well with more knowledge and more skill then go and help other people so that's how I've transformed something that at the time was so negative for me into something really positive if you go looking you will find a silver lining. I mean, people look at, just take divorce as an example. How can you turn that into a positive? Well, of course you can, because that person has maybe taught you what you don't want, or they've taught you how to love when maybe you didn't know how to love before, or they've, you know, by being around you, some of who they are has rubbed off onto you and it's made you a better person or maybe they were the person that got behind you and and helped sort of steer steered you into a better career or got you more healthy or whatever it is but it's about coming from a place of gratitude and going what can I take away from this experience that has benefited me in some way because you have a choice whether you want to be angry and victimized by something and, and feel like you know woe is me or you can come at it from a different perspective and go, I'm really grateful this happened because I've gotten to take away this learning. So that that's how I've chosen to do it. And that's how I choose to see, you know, every incident that happens in my life now, good, bad or indifferent. I'm always looking at the glass half full and from a place of gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's got to be the best way to deal with, deal with things. Um, so- and it reduces stress as well. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, Susie, fascinating again and the last part that we're going to uh, come to next time is going to be uh, about a few case studies of um, people that you've helped in their work and also the struggles of corporate employees and the the effects of limiting beliefs and confidence so looking forward to that one <laughs>